Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license. Now Ajo, Teravainen, and again out for the Canes. Slavin with the puck. Says it up front. score! Dougie Hamilton! He snuck in the back door! in the third. Now Nashville. Granlin in the Kane zone. Off for Cunningham's drive into Nelkovich with a big save. Ajo with the loose puck. Carolina breaks out. McGinn trying to tip it to himself. Benning can't clear. Ajo gets to it. Ajo, McGinn and Teravainen up front. Hamilton and Slavin who connected on the goal. Hamilton with it again. He wrists one. He scores! The series is over! Jacob Slavin sending the Hurricanes into second round this is the canes corner podcast with host adam gold part of the capital broadcasting podcast network now here's the host of the canes corner podcast adam gold welcome to the canes corner podcast i am adam gold game six went to overtime just like games five and four and three <laughs> Uh, the goal scorer was Sebastian Ajo, not Jacob Slavin, uh, but it was Slavin that got the puck through. Ajo, the ever so slight deflection that raised it up over the glove of UC Saros, and the Hurricanes are through to round two. They have not been to the second round of the playoffs since 2019. I just thought I would throw that in. Uh, because last year, of course, the qualifying round was only sort of playoff adjacent. It wasn't really technically a playoff game, even though we, we all believe it was. Anyway, we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There is no place like it. Go online for a free, no-obligation estimate, aluminumcompany.com. Again, Sammy, Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. So go check them out if you need stuff for the outside of your house. Uh, all right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about talk about it, a lot of it with Alec Campbell coming up in a little bit. Uh, but the Hurricanes, I think, put on display tonight exactly what they have been about all year long. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter what's thrown at them. They seem to have an answer. I don't think it's the way you want to live, but it's the way this team has lived basically all year long. You can put it, you can put whatever term you want on it. You want to talk about resiliency, never say die, blah, blah, blah. They just figure it out because the second period tonight was garbage yet they only trailed by one somehow after I would say the worst period the Hurricanes have played all year long somehow they were only down a goal 
Uh, there aren't a lot of things that Bill Peters said that I really liked over the course of his 11-year tenure as head coach. I know it was just three. But Carolina kept it a one-shot hockey game. And if, if you're in a one-shot hockey game, it doesn't matter how trash you've been. And the Hurricanes were trash in the second period. Uh, they end up uh, winning it. Let us let me go through just a couple of the players I want to talk about. Uh, Alec Campbell will join us on the other side, and uh, we'll talk about the game with him as well. Uh, for me, first star of the night to me was Sebastian Ajo. I mean, he didn't even get a star in, in Nashville. Nashville's stars were uh, Slavin, who... No, I'm, I'm sorry. I think Ajo was the, was the first star, ultimately, although I have to go check it again. Uh, but Aho to me, he just demonstrated everything you love about Sebastian Aho tonight. He was great defensively. Great defensively. He always is, but he was great defensively tonight. And then, I think it's interesting. He was 6 for 15 in the faceoff circle. But he won his last two. And those last two led to the Hamilton goal and his own goal in overtime. So, you know, there aren't that many 40% face-off nights who go, yeah, that was a good face-off night, but he won the two that he, that he had to win. Played 1949, his fourth and fifth goals of the playoffs, obviously all in this series, uh, but I believe that was the first goal he scored since, uh, was that the first goal he scored since game two or game three? Game three, maybe. Uh, he was a plus two, and again, battled defensively all night long. Uh, Jacob Slavin, 25-42 TOI. He led the team by a lot, a uh, couple of assists. He was a plus three tonight. He has the pass to Dougie Hamilton for the equalizer. Uh, he shot through for uh, from the wall beyond the faceoff circle, so Aho can deflect that one over Soros. Uh, and he also did his thing defensively. And again, man, they tr- they tried to put a lot of pressure on Slavin, uh, and he just he's always up to the challenge. He's always up to the challenge. Uh, it's just uh, it's great to watch. Uh, Dougie Hamilton had some, I think, some great moments tonight. I'm not going to grade Dougie on a curve, except I'm simply going to accept that Dougie makes a lot of poor plays defensively. And it's just part of Dougie. And there will be nights where he doesn't, and you go, oh, why can't you do that all the time? Look, aren't we, uh, as recreational golfers, you make your... You make a birdie here and there, right? And I'm sure at some point you go, why can't I do that more often? Because you can't. That's why. So Dougie's going to make his boneheaded plays. He's going to make his strange uh, decisions with the puck. He's going to pinch when he shouldn't pinch. And it happened a couple times tonight. It led to scoring chances. And Carolina erased scoring chances. Tavo Teravainen with a great defensive play, erasing a scoring chance. I think, to me, that was one of the fun sequences of the night because uh, Teravainen erases a two-on-one. And then down the other end, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Eric Halla, who had a really good series, by the way, for Nashville. Uh, Halla blocked a, uh, you know, I think probably saved a goal. I think it was Natchez. I think it was the the Natchez shot that Halla saved a goal. So... uh, uh, but Dougie played 22 minutes. He had a goal. He had an assist. He was a plus three. The only shot on goal for Dougie Hamilton tonight was the goal. The little tap-in backdoor. Uh, but that was a great play. Ajo won a faceoff. Uh, McGinn got the puck back to Slavin. Slavin ducked in down low and then fed it across for Hamilton. It was a design play, set play. Uh, so very, very classy. By the way, that uh, that offensive zone faceoff came after consecutive icings by Nashville. So you wonder why some of those times it comes back to bite you. You might be a little tired. Maybe they were more mentally tired than anything else. 
uh, because you let Dougie Hamilton come from the blue line all the way down to the back door, and nobody was there. So, uh, so that's Hamilton's night. A uh, couple of guys who I thought had unsung great nights. Actually, I'm not even. I don't think you could consider Brock McGinn unsung. He played on a top line tonight. First line, Brock, a goal, his third of the playoffs. <laughs> he added a Brock McGinn has three goals in the series. Hey, Warren Fogle had what five right in the opening round, seven game win over Washington. So uh, why can't McGinn get three? Uh, played just over 15 minutes. He had five hits. He was a plus two. His goal made it one one, and it came what inside of like four inside of four and a half minutes. It was about three minutes after Nashville had made it one nothing. And I'm going to go back and actually research this uh, in a in a few minutes. How many times did Nashville score early in a period? Early in a period, they had the first goal five out of the six games. Uh, next time somebody tells you you have to score first, apparently you don't. And I asked that of Rod Brindamore before the game. Is it even more important to, to, to get out at, in front, to quiet the crowd? Guess what? They didn't. Guess what? It didn't matter. <laughs> All these things we think matter, they don't. It just, it's funny. It really is funny. Uh, Carolina won without starting on time. Again. See? Doesn't matter. Uh, Brock played well. Jordan Martin played a hell of a game. Uh, I think he had six or seven hits. His physical presence was all, very impactful tonight. Loved Martinuk's game. He drew a penalty. Uh, so uh, good for Jordan. Um, he's he, Jordan Martinuk, Brock McGinn are the type of players that help you win in the postseason. They are simply the type of players that help you win. Uh, and Alex Nedeljkovic, uh, again, outstanding. Yossi walking in, deflected by Johansson just wide of Nedeljkovic. 15 seconds to go here in the second period. Yossi with the puck, goes cross ice. Forsberg picks the shot, rebound comes out. Yossi shot, held by Nedeljkovic. Eight seconds left. Forsberg from the rings. Nedeljkovic gets a glove to it, sending it wide. Three seconds left in the period. Sent to the slot, McGinn with a good stick. Yossi has it. Expires in the second period. How it was it more than three two after two? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but Carolina survived it. They uh, were down three one. Could have been worse. Ned played really well. Uh, of course, it was his mistake that led to the second goal. Uh, to, if this was not Ned's best puck handling evening. <laughs> so. Uh, but I thought Ned was, again, excellent. Played all six games in the series. Um, I I kept I keep believing that we're going to see Peter Mrazek at some point because Peter's been a huge part of this whole, uh, you know, this whole journey, this whole experience, and we might, but it's going to take something unusual. It's going to take Ned just, you know, losing it, I think, for Peter to get in. It's really cool. Uh, I think we're getting... We're getting the answer about who the goaltender of the future is. Uh, and as somebody who buried Nedeljkovic a few years ago, uh, I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, he has he has alpha. He has an alpha mentality. And that's what you have to have. He has the ability to forget. And uh, it's it's an absolute thrill. We don't know when game one of that series with Tampa will be. I am going to guess that it will be Sunday. Going to guess that it will be Sunday. It could be Monday, but I'm going to guess that it will be Sunday. Uh, but, man, that was fun. Uh, Hurricanes win the series in six games, eliminating the Nashville Predators on the road. All right, so first period, fun. Just fun. Up and down, both teams, fun. Good hockey. Both teams playing really well. Uh, but, of course, Carolina gives up the first goal. They give it up quickly. Inside, what was it, like 117? Was it Nick Cousins? Again, Nick Cousins. Carolina was was sloppy with the puck in their own end. Nick Cousins uh, got it through. It was a tap-in of an Eric Hall a shot. Uh, really, an Eric Hall a pass. 
uh, at 144 because uh, it's made at one nothing. And then about, oh, almost three minutes later, uh, Brock McGinn came out from behind the net with the puck. Carrying, bumps McGinn, McGinn with the puck. Comes out front, he scores! Brock McGinn seizing the moment again! And the Canes have tied it with 15.39 to go in the first. We got a good one in Nashville. Yeah, uh, McGinn had two goals, what was it, in game four that Carolina lost. Uh, so uh, first period, again, fun. Even period, I don't think either team, one team was better than the other. Uh, I could have watched three periods like that because it was just fun hockey. End to end, there were chances, there were mistakes on both sides, there was good goaltending on both sides, 1-1. Second period started, well, at least for one team. Nashville was all over Carolina. Uh, Mikhail Grandland again, scores early, 113 in. It was a giveaway, really, by Nedeljkovic, who started the giveaway. Uh, and then, uh, because Ned was trying to exit the zone with the puck, not obviously he wasn't carrying it out. He was trying to get the puck out himself. Carolina's entire team, just started skating up the ice, and the puck didn't get out. And all of a sudden, Mikhail Granlund had it on the doorstep, and he put it behind Nedeljkovic. It was 2-1. And then it got worse. Then it got worse. Ultimately, uh, Carolina did get a power play. I mean, Nashville, for probably, oh, I don't know, six or so minutes, was just, I mean, relentless on Carolina. And then they took a penalty. And then Dougie Hamilton took a penalty. So there was like going to be, I don't know how many minutes of uh, four on four, you know, whatever it was. Hamilton took a penalty. And then Sebastian Ajo took a slashing penalty. I think it was on Ryan Johansson's stick uh, in the midst of that. And all of a sudden it's a five on three. And the five on three is only 19 seconds. All you need... Win a faceoff, get it down the ice. Carolina didn't win the faceoff. It stayed in. Uh, in a great play, Roman Yossi on the back door to Ryan Johansson. Uh, Johansson, and it was uh, 3-1, and you go, oh, it's going to be one of those, huh? And then uh, Carolina got a power play again, and they got what they needed. Carrier with a great job to keep it out, but now Hamilton keeps it in. His shot is deflected by Ajo, Play goal right on cue for the Carolina Hurricanes. Getting right back into this one. Great keep in by Hamilton. The deflection by Ajo. And the Canes are within one. It's a 3-2 Predator lead. Forget shots on goal. In the second period, the Predators had 18 scoring chances. 18. Seven of them at high danger. They scored twice. Carolina somehow, in a period that they were zero in, managed to get one and just sort of mitigate the damage. And we're going to look back on that Sebastian Ajo power play goal, and we're going to go, that's the reason why the Hurricanes did whatever they do. If they beat Tampa, if they you know go beyond that, do another round beyond that, it's going to be because of that power play goal that gave them a chance. Because I got news for you. Even after the power play goal, they were still sort of booty. Not good. Second period was terrible. Third period, on the other hand, fun. Remember when Nashville had 18 scoring chances in the second period? Carolina had 14 in the third, including seven high danger including this. Now Ajo, Teravainen, and again out for the Canes. Slavin with the puck, sends it up front. They score! Dougie Hamilton! He snuck in the back door! And all right, Hamilton! The Canes have tied it at three! If I was still using popular music, I would be playing The Doors right now, The Backdoor Man. Uh, Here's the thing. There was enough of a similarity between tonight's game and Tuesday's game in that uh, Carolina got the equalizing goal 
relatively late. I mean, it wasn't, you know, with two minutes left, but basically they got it at, what, 7.05? With 7.05 left, Natchez in game two, this is 7.01. Now, plenty of hockey left. We're not thinking about pulling the goalie here, uh, you know, for for another, probably another four or so minutes, but you start getting into single digits on the clock in terms of minutes, and you're down a goal, and the other guy, uh, the other goalie is, uh, you know, knocking everything you have away, you're starting to worry. There's not a lot of worry with this team. There really isn't a lot of worry with this team. So Hamilton scores the goal. We're, we're all tied up. Uh, and Carolina continued to play well after that. Uh, Nashville had a couple of chances after they gave up the goal. They got angry again. Uh, but Carolina was better at that point. And much like I really thought that game five and in overtime would end quickly, I actually tweeted it out and said, I think we're going to get a quick one. I do. I have said this about the Hurricanes. Uh, there is, I'm not going to say that, that there is a little bit of smelling blood in the water, but, man, it's a team you don't want to give the crack to. When you've got them, you have to get them. And I go back to that road trip where they went from Tampa to Florida to Dallas. Carolina played, I'm trying to think, two good games? No, they played three good games. Uh, the, 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 the three wins they played, they played very well. And in the three overtime losses, they were terrible. <laughs> well, terrible is relative. They were just mistake-prone uh, and they just weren't at that good. And somehow they managed to get points out of them. Now, again, in the playoffs, you don't get a point for getting to overtime. Uh, but what I'm saying is that uh, they, have been, they have been able to, when they're not playing well, somehow still manage to keep themselves in it, and then all of a sudden, click. Wait, there's the Carolina Hurricanes. It's just basically what they've been about all year long. And uh, it showed up. I think it, I think that showed up tonight. The ability to figure it out as you go, even when it's not there. And again, I thought the first period was great. I thought the second period was trash. Uh, the third period was great. Dominant. And then the fourth period, quick. Aho, McKinnon, Teravainen up front. Hamilton and Slavin who connected on the goal. Hamilton with it again. He wrists He scores! The series is over! Jacob Slavin sending the Hurricanes into the second round! Yep. Uh, well, Sebastian Aho did, but Jacob Slavin played a great game tonight. They didn't miss him at all, did they? In games two, three, and four. Not at all. 3-0 and with Slavin. <laughs> one and two without him. Again, and I, I may add Sebastian Ajo to the ain't nothing happening without this dude in the lineup group. But Slavin and Pesci are a hundred percent in it. And when Sebastian Ajo, I like angry Ajo. I want to see angry uh, elf on a shelf. But when Sebastian Ajo gets angry, God, and he plays with that kind of purpose is an awesome awesome player all right we'll take a very short break we'll come back with alec campbell on the other side remember you can follow the Kane's corner podcast wherever you get your podcast give us a rating give us a review uh, i don't care what you uh how many stars you give us because if you like it you'll give us the rating we deserve that's all we're looking for what we deserve we earn it here we can play for rod brindamore this podcast can play for rod brindamore because even even when we're having a bad day, we give you something. Although I did not uh, did not give you a Walt Whitman poem today, and again I have to apologize for that from last week. Actually, it wasn't last week; it was Tuesday. I have to apologize for that. Uh, all right, we'll take a short break. We'll come back with Alec Campbell on the other side. Canes win it. Let's talk. My man Alec Campbell joining me here on the afternoon after podcast. I mean, the game ended in the morning, Alec. Yeah, it ended a long time ago. 
in the morning. <laughs> oh man, four straight overtimes to uh, to end the series. Uh, boy, that was you knew uh, it was coming. You knew yeah. it was coming. I yeah, I, th- I predicted this nine forty five starts. There's only one way for it to end. It's going <laughs> to overtime. If I'm mad about anything. It's that they made us go through a 15-minute intermission before they scored a minute and six seconds into the overtime period. Same thing they did the other day. Uh, they just needed an extra minute. They needed. Uh, it was 2.03 for Stahl, 1.06 for Ajo. Uh, all right, uh, ballpark, big picture this for me, Alec Campbell. What would you think? Uh, I thought that it was uh, obviously a shaky start for Carolina, who gave up another early period goal, and I in the first period, and you know, early on, it was kind of like, okay, I guess this is how this is gonna go. But they responded, and I thought actually the first period was pretty competitive. The second period was a complete and total disaster. <laughs> but they did what you should do in those scenarios. It's you can't get it all back at one time. That's, that's the way I look at it. So you get one before the end of the period, and I think you do your job. If you get another one and tie the game, then that's gravy to me. So they got the one. That was good. Uh, Ajo on the power play. And then in the third period, I thought they took over the game. Yep. I mean, you could feel it coming right from the beginning of the third period. It was just a barrage from Carolina. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny that it the, the, the tying goal – came on a, a set piece, you know, right off the face-off that Dougie and Slavin had kind of recognized and uh, knew that was going to be effective, um, and it worked for them. So, you know, good stuff from them. Another resilient win from Carolina, yeah. and uh, they move on to play the defending Stanley Cup champs. So, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was an up-and-down game, a, a weird game. You know, Sebastian Isle and Dougie Hamilton didn't exactly play well early on, but they totally redeemed themselves later, and that's cool. Um, Jacob Slavin, I thought, was awesome. Yep. Once again, I gave him a star. I gave Jordan Martinook a star. I gave Sebastian Ajo a star only because he scored two goals after not playing very well early in the game. Um, so I kind of liked the fact that he sort of came came back from it and came up big, obviously, with the, with the game winner and the tip-in. But, uh, man... Uh, I'm glad they won it tonight. Uh, maybe we'll get a couple of days off. Uh, if I had to guess, and I, that's all I'm doing here, uh, I would say we're going to start either Sunday or Monday. Uh, more Probably more likely Sunday than Monday, um, yeah. depending on what happens with uh, Toronto and Montreal. Yeah, I'm seeing the rumors float around that it's Sunday. Catherine Tappan, I guess, on NBC Sports Network mentioned that it would be Sunday. So I don't know how real that is or what it's, i mean it was obviously unofficial we'll get official right. word at some point but that those are the rumors that are floating yeah i don't i don't need it messing up my big memorial day plans yeah me neither i don't have any memorial day plans you may you may i mean i'm supposed to go to the lake with my wife it's her birthday weekend um so we have that, but I think we were planning on coming back on Sunday anyway. So if they play on Sunday, it might work out, but I, I really hope they play on Monday. I'd love to have just a full weekend of nothing to do. <laughs> well, Monday's part of the weekend. So, uh, so that would be good. Uh, I, I think that I, I thought that Ajo played better than you obviously think he did, but I thought he played a great defensive game. Um, mm-hmm. and I always well, except look for the, yeah. except for the first goal where he got, uh, or I think it was the first goal where, you know, he lost his man. Mikhail Gremlin was, I think, his man on that goal. So, you know, it was a defensive breakdown there, and then it was... Oh, in the, the, uh, in the second period. Yeah, maybe it was the second period. Yeah. The, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. They all left the zone. Th- that entire That entire crew left the zone because Ned had the puck, and he was getting it out of the zone, except it didn't leave the zone. So mm-hmm. I, I, I well, it's obviously everybody made a mistake there, um, but Ned, uh, Ned, had, Ned struggled playing the puck today. Uh, was not his, uh, is not vintage Ned playing the puck. 
Um, I loved I, I loved Martin Hook's game as well. Uh, I well we'll we'll, uh, we'll whip stars out later, even though you have alluded to it already. Um, this game to me was so indicative of this team all season long mm-hmm. because w- this team all year took games that or situations within games that should have been way worse and just kind of limited the damage. Mm-hmm. The second period was an absolute abomination. Yeah. And they were only down a goal out of it. And yep. I mentioned in the uh, the beginning of this that there isn't a lot of what Bill Peters used to say that I like to draw on, but Peters talked used to talk about it being a one-shot hockey game. And it doesn't matter how bad you play. If it's a one-shot hockey game, you always have a chance. Now, those Bill Peters teams never got that goal. Right. But this team does. This team figures it out. They figured it out in game five with Natchez. They figured it out tonight or last night, I guess, when people are listening to this, uh, with uh, Hamilton going backdoor on the set piece, as you said, uh, it was an indirect kick, and yeah. uh, Slavin with a great pass to Hamilton across. But I think that's like the that road trip to Tampa, Florida, and Dallas. They played mm-hmm. really well, like twice. Yeah, and went three zero well, and three. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a couple things. Number one, you've got a higher end to the players. You've got players who have been around for longer and who have blossomed. So they are better players now. And number two, you've got buy-in. I think that's a big, big key. Because if you don't have buy-in, then what you have is a bunch of dudes who try to go win it by themselves in games when they're down. And they get away from whatever the team concept or the system is. And the thing about this team is that they have seen the system work for them. So there is no incentive for them to go away from it because they know that it will get them back in the game if they stick with it. And that's credit really to Rod Brindamore more than anything else, that he has gotten them to believe in what he is trying to tell them to do. And so I, I think, you know, you can, you can play that way if you've got a high enough end to be opportunistic with whatever chances you do get. And listen, I mean, in the third period, they had a ton of chances. It wasn't like they were limited in chances, right? But they were they were limited in the first two periods, but they kept it to a one goal game. So, you know, it's it's those things that make you you know because in the past, remember we used to say they have to be the hardest working team every single night, right? And unfortunately, that ain't going to sustain itself over time. No, um, that's not a so, formula. Right. So you got to have some dudes, you know, and they finally have some dudes. Ajo goes six of 15 in the faceoff circle, but he won the faceoff on Hamilton's goal, and he won the faceoff, obviously, on the overtime goal. By the way, the Hamilton goal, it was, I, I, I believe, back-to-back icings on Nashville that led to that offensive zone face-off uh, and the set piece. And I just wonder if um, they decided to uh, to run that play because they figured that Nashville just might be mentally tired. Because how does Hamilton get from the blue line to the back of the goal? How does well, that Hamilton happen? Said, Hamilton said that he noticed that they were tired. Well, yeah, back-to-back icing. So, so he knew that he was going to be able to to get back there. Dougie being smart. Good for good for Dougie. Uh, mm-hmm. So Jacob Slavin's an important player, right? Yeah, well, I mean, every game he has played in the series, they've won. And now he has points in the last two games. I can't remember if he had a point in the first game that he played or not. He was a little bit hobbled in that game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty important. They got away with a game where Brett Pesci and Brady Shea were not awesome. That they were just okay. They had they had they had bad moments too. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't, you know, they were, they were fine to me, I guess, overall, but, um, you know, Slavin defensively, cause he had a couple of nice, just, I mean, the, the way he just stays, is able to stay with players and just, um, you know, just mask whatever they're doing is incredible. And then the offensive side is there too. I mean, we saw that twice tonight. So, um, it was awesome. And, and the Hurricanes need him big time. What did you think of uh, the line mashups? Um, I first of all, I was caught really off guard with them because I had just announced the lineup, and then when the game started, they were all different. So I was wondering if I had screwed something up, or if someone else had screwed something up, or what. But really, it was just—I mean, I'm more interested in the fact that Rod Brindamore just pulled a trick <laughs> and threw, threw, the, threw the lines in a blender right before they came out in the first period, which I think is kind of interesting just because without last change, maybe it just throws them for a loop for a hot second. I don't know. didn't really seem to work for them just because they gave up the first or early goal and then, of course, the second period was terrible. But, I mean, listen, McGinn can play basically anywhere in the lineup. The TSA line had no points in the last two games. Yep. Um, so, you know, like I never really can predict when he's going to make a change. I mean, I feel like we could have said he should have made a change on the power play a few games ago, and he really didn't do it until last game. Um, but probably the right time to shake it up on the road with a one-goal lead. And, you know, I guess in the end it worked. Well, he left, he left McGinn with Ajo. Uh, For one game, game. late is what I meant. <clears throat> yeah, but he left McGinn with Ajo, um, even though he put Teravon in back uh, up top uh, as well at the, in the third period in overtime. Um, but I think the beauty of what he did was he started the game the way, they, uh, the way you announced it. They started the game with a normal fourth line. With Lorenz mm. centering um, McGinn, Marnuk and McGinn. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, all the lines were the same, um, but the fourth shift, where it would have been the Trocheck line, that's when the change happened. That's when all the lines got crisscrossed, and I mm-hmm. have no idea. If, I mean, to me, obviously, that's the plan because you, you you haven't seen enough through. Uh, although maybe you have. Since Nashville's got a one nothing lead, fourth time Nashville scored within the first two minutes of a period in this series. Carol mm-hmm. Carolina did it three times. Two of those were in overtime, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, it's the fourth time that Nashville got an early goal. They got early goals in both periods, uh, first and second period tonight. Uh, but the yep. but yeah, Rod. It was obviously the plan. Uh, but I think he got to it faster than he wanted to. Um, and then he just he just threw him, yeah, just mix it all up. Um, look, we saw McGinn play with Ajo and Williams in 2019. Because McGinn, Ajo, and Justin Williams were the three forwards on the ice in double overtime in Washington. So we've seen it, and we've seen Fogle play up, and we've seen Martinook play up. For a short period of time, that will work because they those guys bring an element to a skill line that isn't normally there. It's in a way, even though Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom don't need the Tom Wilson experience, it brings out, it, it just creates opportunities. And McGinn's been great in this series. So, I mean, good for him. And of course... It's Brock that scores the first goal, which, I mean, I'm sorry. I just laughed. I just, uh, you know, Fogel had five goals in that series against Washington that year. So McGinn has three goals in this series against uh, uh, against Nashville. But, but didn't Brock score almost like all of his goals in like the first three weeks of the season? I mean, uh, yeah, it seems like that. Uh, I think he had eight goals on the season, but yeah, it was early on. He was 
he was scoring a ton of goals. It's a great goal that he scored tonight. Yeah. It was a, that, was a, that was a goal scorer's goal. He's a good answer, too. They needed it. It came like uh, less than three minutes yeah. after Nashville took a one nothing lead. All right, give me your favorite Jordan Martinook moment from the from the evening um, because Martinook well, was very good. Actually, I just saw it because they're replaying the game on my TV right now, but it was the open ice hit he laid on, uh, was it, uh, was it, it wasn't Granlin, was it? Um, Holla. It was kind of death. Was it Holla? No, it wasn't Holla. Who hit, who, who knocked was, Holla, Loopy? It was down, I mean, it might have been Martinuk, but that's not the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. About. Uh, there was one that was down as the camera was, like, Panning the other direction, Martin Oak might have been Carrier. Yeah, that's who it was. It was Carrier yeah. down near the the right circle via as you're looking at your television screen, and he just absolutely leveled somebody down there. But man, that that dude was flying around, and he gave the speech. He gave the speech, <laughs> you know. And well, what have we learned in the last uh, couple of days? That all you have to do is give a speech and people listen and they win, right? Because <laughs> I saw Gilio retweet me on Luke's story about the coaching and the coaching doesn't matter thing. Right. And first of all, nobody ever said that. Right. <laughs> and, and secondly, okay, so now you're telling me that all we got to do is give you a fiery speech. Yep. And then you'll go, like, you're trying to tell me that Martin Natchez didn't want to score a goal in game five to, to, to help his team win before Rod Brendamore said something? Like, you're trying to tell me that the Hurricanes didn't want to play better before Jordan Martinook screamed at him on the bench? Like, come on, man. Uh, that's, that, that's what don't make no sense. Here's the, here's the way I would, I would look at that. Like, if that's the reason why Carolina scored that goal, then yeah. every time that Rod or another coach doesn't give them give their team a pep talk, they're bad coach. It's bad coaching. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but but more than that, but more than that, it's just oh, we just need to tell you to score in a really fiery way, and then you'll just go do it. Like you're actually doing a disservice to coaching when you make it about that. Right, because otherwise, why wouldn't they do this every time? <laughs> oh, we're not scoring goals. We're not playing well. Well, let me just yell at them, and then that'll work. You guys should go out and score goals. Yeah, you should go score a goal. I, I Boom, agree. Done. Coach, coaching. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, look, Martin Nook had a great night. It's unfortunate that one of those hits sent Roman Yossi to the showers. Hopefully, he'll he's okay. Um, you could see his, uh, the side of his face hit up against the glass, and uh, he didn't play after that. That was, I think, five minutes into the third period. That was the last we saw of Roman Yossi. Uh, no clue if uh, you know the absence of Yossi led to the goals, but uh, just like Carolina missing a Slavin or a Pesci, when Nashville misses Yossi, it throws everything out of whack. Um and Ben Harper had to play a lot, and uh, Matt Benning had to play a lot, and they're not used to playing a lot. Uh, but uh, I, I want to give, before we go, I want to give Nashville some credit, man. That that team was a pain in the ass to play against. They were mm-hmm. I, they were fun to watch. I give them a ton of credit. Uh, I really wish that they would have shown everybody shake hands with Eric Halla. I just wanted mm-hmm. to see the interaction there. Um, I think it was Svechnikov gave him a nice, uh, a nice hug. Uh, but I think Hall was, I loved watching him play this series. I really did. So, yeah, I agree. I, I liked him too. He entertained me more than anything. And he was pretty good, uh, for the most part, but yeah, they were, uh, they were a feisty group for sure. I mean, it wasn't an easy series and you know, there, I wasn't even sure that Carolina was going to win the series. So, I don't know what that tells me for them going forward, to be honest. Um, but, you know, different style team coming up in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, I, I, essentially, I think Carolina is going to have to out-Tampa Tampa 
and that's going to be tough to do. Yep. But uh, we'll see. Doing anything better than Tampa is tough to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tampa can play whatever game you want. You want to play the physical yep. game? They're good at it. You want to grind? They're good at it. You want to just skate and score? They're good at it. Uh, right. They're awesome. They're the defending champs, and they got Nikita Kucherov back, uh, and they seem to be pretty healthy. Uh, Steven Stamkos is doing his thing. Uh, so we'll see. I like the uh, I like the challenge that Alex Nedeljkovic has in front of him. Uh, so uh, w- what were your stars tonight? We will compare. Um, let's see. I gave... Sebastian Ajo, the third star, just for coming back, scoring two goals after, you know, I thought a couple of rough plays. And then I gave Jordan Martinuk the second star, and I gave Jacob Slavin the first star. Very nice. I like uh, your indie band, Martinuk. I like that. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought he was good tonight. He was active. He didn't score a goal, but, you know, he was running around out there hitting people. He almost set up one. He almost set up uh, Lorenz's goal. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I'm glad we don't have to worry that this team is going to hit take more shots into UC Saros's pads when the when half the goal is open above. Uh, I'm glad that's over. That was getting frustrating to watch. Um, I went Slavin three. I liked Alex Nedeljkovic tonight, except for the gaff on the on the second goal, the uh, the first one of the second period. Aside from that, I thought Ned was excellent tonight. Uh, I gave him the second star, and I gave Ajo the first star. Maybe I saw a different game. No, it's all good. You can give it whoever you want to give a star. I can. Star. You're right. All right. Yeah, you're an adult. Barely. <laughs> Barely. All right. I'm a tired adult. Uh, Alec, you're a gentleman. We'll do this again uh, whenever the Hurricanes face the Tampa Bay Lightning. First series, uh, first playoff series win for Carolina in two years. Is it? Yeah, I guess it is. The the qualifying round is more playoff adjacent than playoff. Right, right, right. Okay, I got you. They were, they were goofing with us last year. It felt right. like a playoff series to me anyway. So, yes, first playoff win since 2019. <laughs> so, awesome. Yes, let's go for two. On to the next. All right. Sounds we're, good. We're on to Tampa. All right, sir, we'll talk to you later. All right, later. If you think about the series against Tampa, each team 4-3-1 and one against the other. Carolina scored 18 goals. Tampa scored 17 goals. No Nikita Kucherov in any of it. There was no Steven Stamkos, I think, in the last couple. There wasn't a lot of Tavo Teravainen. Maybe no Tavo Teravainen against Tampa, now that I come to think of it. Uh, because Tavo missed uh, like 34, uh, 35 games. There might have been there might have been like two Teravainens. Anyway. Um, this is going to be great. Carolina is not going to be the favorite, but they have home ice advantage and they'll have 15,000 people whenever they take on the Tampa Bay lightning. And again, I do think it will be Sunday, uh, but Carolina, man, it really was. I like to draw these almost romantic comparisons, but this game And in a way, this series epitomizes exactly what this team was about all year. It was a never-give-up, figure-it-out-as-you-go. You don't have this, but you have that. You don't have that, but you have this. You just figure it out. And again, they did it. So um, hopefully they come out of this healthy. Uh, And again, I think Nashville was... Uh, a dynamite first round opponent, uh, but now you got to play better because again I pointed this out: four goals in uh, the first two minutes of a period. This uh, these playoffs happened four times. Um, Carolina made a ton of mistakes, and 
They got away with it because they're really, really good and resilient and they don't ever give up. And tonight's third period just showed everything about this team. They were so good in the third. Well, it has been a long day, so let's just get out of here with this. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, they've got it all. Online, aluminumcompany.com. Follow us wherever you get your podcast. It is the Canes Corner Podcast. Rate us, review us, and tweet to me, at a gold fan. Let me know where you are, what you're doing when you listen to the Canes Corner Podcast. Those things are always fun to find out. Until the Canes and the Tampa Bay Lightning, game one of the Central Division Finals. Until then, I'm Adam Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sportsfan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license.